Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Today we will be continuing on with our series of thematic investing conversations to talk about a new long-term investment theme from the UBS Chief Investment Office, Metaverse. So I do have with me on the line today two contributors to the piece, Kevin the Dean, Technology and Communication Services Analyst for the Americas, as well as Reed Gilligan, Equity Strategist covering U.S media, uh, both from the UBS Chief Investment Office. So, Kevin Reed, uh, great to be with you both, and thank you for dropping by Top of the Morning. Looking forward to digging into this topic with you both. Yeah, Dan, thanks for having us. Maybe, maybe in a few years we can actually do this in the first. Exactly. Yeah, we'll dive right into what the opportunity here is with the metaverse and how we might see this evolve over the course of time. But to kick things off, Kevin, maybe as a good starting point, can you explain for our listeners who may not be fully aware of this, what the metaverse is and why you decided to create a theme around it? Yeah, Dan, it's a good question. So the metaverse is this concept that really started off as something from science fiction, but we actually see science fiction sort of emerging over time to become a, a new reality. And what we see the metaverse as is really a deeply immersive virtual experience that consumers can go into and, and socialize, consume entertainment, maybe even uh, participate in educational experiences, work experiences. Um, and we think it's, it's something that will, over time, have a major impact on economic activity globally. And we think it could impact a number of industries, spanning from media and entertainment, advertising, uh, consumer, but we also see it impacting healthcare and industrial. And we thought the time was right to sort of launch this theme and explore the metaverse, what it is, what the implications are, and how to invest against the metaverse. So it sounds like there's a lot of avenues within that we can go down, and it will be interesting to see how this all evolves over the course of time. But the timing for the theme launch right now, Reed, why is that? Yeah, Dan. So originally, our team published a primer on the metaverse back in November in 2021. And in that primer, our view was that the metaverse was riding towards the peak of inflated expectations, but the realization of the metaverse was ultimately inevitable given the secular drivers and technological advancements supporting the evolution. And we did see that play out. There's a huge hype cycle around, around the metaverse and a lot of excitement from investors, from consumers. But fast forward to today, and we see significant skepticism regarding the metaverse. Now, in our view, the dissonance between the short-term sentiment and what we see as the long-run potential of the metaverse creates a compelling entry point. So it's interesting. There sounds to be a lot of promise around this, yet, as you pointed out, Reed, there is some significant skepticism regarding the metaverse to be mindful of as well. So, Kevin, what underpins your confidence that we will all eventually see the metaverse come to life? It's a good question, Dan. And, and you know, simply put, we believe in the metaverse because we believe in math. So I, I mentioned that the metaverse was originally inspired or came out of the world of science fiction. But I think it's ultimately math that drives the realization of of metaverse. And and it's math that underpins three key, let's call them laws, within the world of technology. And I'm referring to Moore's Law, Tech's Law, and Metcalf's Law. Moore's Law, I think a lot of people are familiar with. It's this idea that, you know, every other year or so, semiconductors 
double in power or get cheaper, however you want to think about it. Now, there's a lot of controversy around Moore's Law, and, it's, and it may be flowing because the gains in computing power are getting harder to come by. But Moore's Law is by no means dead, and we're seeing other techniques within semiconductor manufacturing and design that keeps making computer processing power cheaper and more powerful every year, year in, year out. Tech's law, I don't think people are familiar with. And what tech law really relates to is this ever-decreasing cost of moving traffic around the Internet. Um, we can observe in, with, with real-world data, we, we can see that the cost of moving a piece of traffic around the Internet declines by about 35% per year. And we think that's going to persist really due to the, a number of, of technologies that are employed in networking. And lastly, there's this thing called Metcalf's Law, which really talks about how the value of a network increases in a nonlinear way relative to the um, number of users in, in the network. So it's a fancy way of saying that, you know, 2 plus 2 equals something nonlinear, something almost like exponential in terms of impact as you add users to a network. It was first conceived for telecom networks, but it really saw, we really saw it play out powerfully in social networks. So if we put it all together, we think this inexorable increase in computing power, along with ongoing cost declines in data transport costs, we think those things power in or, or usher in sort of a new computing platform. And we've seen this in the past. We saw the transition from mainframes to mini computers, from mini computers to PCs, from PCs to smartphones. And we think now this new computing platform that will be put to work and evolved as, as these laws continue, we think it's going to just power this virtual experience and we'll call it the metaverse. And at some point, the user base hits that critical mass and Metcalf's law will help create a lot of value for users. Well, a lot of compelling points there, Kevin, to not discount the metaverse and anticipate it becoming more a part of our day-to-day -day lives. And, Reed, you had alluded to this a bit earlier in the conversation, but it does sound like the metaverse will be impacting many sectors, areas of the economy, our day-to-day -day personal lives. What industries in particular do you feel, Reed, will be most impacted here? Yeah, Dan. So we believe that the media and entertainment industry, along with the advertising industry, will be the most impacted, especially during the early phases of the metaverse. Now, just to offer some scale, the global media and entertainment industry creates over $2 trillion of revenue annually. And now within that media and entertainment industry, it's no surprise that a lot of the excitement and development around the metaverse is driven from the video gaming industry specifically. Now, video games have spent decades creating immersive virtual worlds, and those games are increasingly social in nature today. On top of that, you have virtual currencies and in-game economies that are already established to purchase digital goods. Now, we also expect the music industry to be impacted. We've seen the success of virtual concerts, popular games such as Fortnite or Roblox. They've hosted major artists like DJ Marshall and attracted over 10 million concurrent viewers. We expect more iterations of live events, such as concerts, to proliferate in the metaverse. Now, on the advertising side, the $800 billion global advertising industry will also experience a change with the emergence of the metaverse. There's an old advertising adage that holds, ad dollars follow eyeballs. This proved to be true over the past 20 years, first from offline to online, and then from online to mobile, 
we expect the next step to be from mobile to the metaverse. Within the metaverse, we expect advertisers to do what they've always done, use ad spending to subsidize content creation, effectively trading content for attention. Now, we even expect the metaverse to expand the advertising market just due to knowing customers better through big data and just the increased inventory by the numerous experiences that the future metaverse holds. Well, the scope of opportunity and impact, quite eye-opening, Reed, as you cited those examples and you put some numbers around it. So clearly seems, Kevin, like an exciting concept, though, as you mentioned, we're still years away from realization, hence this being a long-term investment story. So what exactly, Kevin, needs to occur between now and then? How do we get to those next levels? Yeah, Dan, I think I think you sort of hit on one part of it, time. We think this is sort of a multi-year maybe even a, a decades-long investment cycle, um, and dollars, right? Because there is going to be a lot of um, investment that has to happen to, to deliver this, this virtual world that, that offers persistence and synchronicity and interoperability. Um, so we, we think that there's going to be a lot of work around software to enable experiences, um, hardware to ac- access those experiences, but I think in some ways, you know, we've already seen, as we pointed out, we already saw some early sort of examples of the metaverse. And I think we're not starting from ground zero. I think a lot of what has to happen from here on forward is really an extension of a lot of the current R&D efforts that we see and current investment that we see in, in data centers and, and cloud computing and, and other efforts. Um, Inside of that, we think that semiconductor companies are going to be a key technology provider. They're going to power the metaverse. They're going to help provide those deeply immersive experiences that we think will make it compelling. Um, alongside of that, we're going to have to have a lot of networking capacity put in. We think that there's going to be sensors to help us understand sort of the real world around us. Um, and, and, you know, I think that, you know, ultimately um, there's just going to be a lot of investment to sort of build out the infrastructure that sits underneath the metaverse and powers those experiences. And and we do think it could be, you know, a decade-long run here of investment. A popular topic, Kevin, in recent news is AI, artificial intelligence, specifically a generative AI. I recall recently you and I were on top of the morning speaking about ChatGPT and the recent developments there. Though, Kevin, how will AI play a role in the evolving metaverse? Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, the metaverse is, is definitely a place where we think individuals will go to interact with each other, but there's also going to be a, a time and a place for, you know, sort of human-to-machine interaction or human-to-system interaction. Um, and, and we think that's where generative AI will come, will come into play because, you know, that human-to-machine interaction will require content and, and conversations that, you know, they have to be unique. They have to be I would say ever-changing, and they they have to continually improve. Um, so we think you know generative AI, which which can be anything from uh, computer-generated text, like we see with ChatGPT, to computer-generated artwork, computer-generated video, computer-generated music and sound and sound effects. You know, think of all those things getting knitted together to help provide the backdrop of this virtual world that we'll, we'll interact with along with drive some of the experiences. So we think that generative AI is really part and parcel of that technical infrastructure that we think there will be a lot of investment against over the next decade or so. 
With that, as we begin to close out, and there's a lot here to take away, and I suspect that we'll be having follow-up conversations on this story as it continues to unfold, the developments and the evolution. Any final thoughts, Kevin, you would like to leave us with, and anything in the way of investment takeaways at this time that you would like to make known for our listeners and our clients? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the key takeaways are, for me, it's still very early days in the metaverse. And while it can seem sort of way out there and far-fetched, you know, I would just say re- remember history. Um, I don't think many people really imagine the world where roughly four or five billion people in the world will walk around with a supercomputer in their pocket called a smartphone that has literally transformed the way we sort of live our lives. And I think it's really empowered and, and underpinned by those three dynamics that I talked about, Moore's Law, Keck's Law, and Metcalf's Law. Um, so we think, we think it's, it's early days. We think it's well within reach. Um, we think that there's going to be iterative improvements in the metaverse over the, over the next few years, four or five years. But the full realization of the metaverse may take as long as a decade, and we think that's what creates the opportunity because we, we do think that this is inevitable but we do think that there's going to be significant investment across infrastructure and the enabling technologies that will that will support and help build out um, metaverse along the way. Well, Kevin Deneen, Reed Gilligan, thank you both for dropping by top of the morning to keep our listeners, our clients informed on this story. Looking forward to keeping in touch and seeing how the metaverse develops and evolves from here. I do again want to point our listeners to the publication, the correlating note to our conversation here on top of the morning, a longer term investment themes metaverse is the title. The publication can now be located up on UBS.com slash CIO, though for clients of UBS, simply reach out to your UBS financial advisor if you would like to receive a copy of the publication directly. Though, uh, Kevin Reed, thank you again for your time and your insights today. Appreciate it, as always. Thanks very much, Dan. Yeah, thanks, Dan. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. Neither UBS Financial Services, Inc. nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. In providing wealth management services to clients, we offer both investment advisory and brokerage services, which are separate and distinct and differ in material ways. For information, including the different laws and contracts that govern, visit UBS.com forward slash working with us. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, SIPC.